What's up everyone, you're now listening to The Mill Myths, also known as the Millennial Misfits Podcast. Let's get it started. Welcome guys to episode 6 of the Millennial Misfits Podcast. My name is Asher and this is... Sherrison. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say your name, brother. <laughs> I'll make that clear next time. But um, yeah, today we're obviously not together. We are in separate locations, but we're continuing with uh, the content. We're continuing with the podcast. Due to um, the coronavirus, we cannot be um, close to each other. The social distancing hashtag. So, <laughs> social distancing. Um, That's like the term. Yeah. I hear it everywhere now. And I'm like, all right, this is going to drive me crazy. But I, I know it's good. I know it's good. But... Right. So we're trying our best here. This is our first attempt to do some... Um, video style remote podcast so uh you know we're gonna get better with this it's gonna be a little rough but it is what it is we're still giving you some content so let's get started um first things first how has the coronavirus affected you um over the last week or two it's been like it's it's been surreal i feel like i'm in a movie man um it's just yeah like, I think there's, there's like, half the people on one side who are, like, panicking and buying everything, running around, and you can see it because all the grocery stores are packed and, like, there's lineups for every time they're open. And then you have the other half who are just, like, what, what's going on? There's there's nothing. And, like, they're just strolling, having a picnic in the park. I'm like, guys, like, you guys need to find a happy medium. A balance. But, um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, we've just been trying to stay as, as safe as possible. And um, it's, it's definitely weird. Uh, I just feel like... I just feel like I'm doing nothing. You know what I mean? Like, even though I'm working on all these things while I'm at home, it just like I just feel like because I haven't left the house, it's like, what am I doing? You know? Like, do you, do you get that at all? Yeah. Um, for me, it's also been a weird situation. In Burlington, they're actually just um, I don't know if it's lockdown or a state of emergency. I think they call it state of emergency where I live. So, um, so obviously, my first time going through something like this, and. Um, yeah, having to stay home and kind of feeling restricted is not a good feeling, you know? It's kind of just like, what the hell? Like, I'm a human being. I can do this. I can go here. I can do that. And you're being told not to do this and not to do that. And, like, even when I did go out, um, I saw, like, people, like you said, outside just walking with their families or walking their dog going about. Like, life is, you know, like nothing else is going on. You, If you didn't read the news or anything, you would never guess that that's what's taking place right now in some places, obviously. But, um, yeah, it's affected everything. It's affected work. It's affected um, school and business, obviously, the economy. We had uh, our previous podcast, we're talking about the coronavirus, that we had no idea it was going <laughs> to become be this like big, this. right? Yeah. yeah. We were making that video. I was like, oh, yeah, by the time we release this video, it's, it'll be slowing down a bit. So it'll be a good time. And, like, nope, not at all. <laughs> nope. Complete opposite, right? So, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. At this moment, I hope that, you know, it does slow down and all these social distancing and closing of all these public places and not being in big groups has an effect on the slowdown of the virus. And hopefully sometime when it comes around, this won't be an issue anymore. It's a short term, short term, um, short term issue. And I know the government's also doing a lot to like, help us out during this time. So anyways, interesting times, bro. Yeah, exactly. And like before we even like get into anything that we want to talk about, I thought it was just important to call that out. And I'm glad that you did because even us, like we thought about, you know, getting together and shooting some stuff, but we're like, let's let's lead by example and make sure everyone's doing the same things. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, people yeah. got to take it seriously at this point because it's spreading really fast. And 
yeah, it's in our hands, you know, it's, it's up to us how, how, how much we can help contain this. So right. let's do the best that we can. So don't stop living, but also like, don't do anything unnecessary. So here we are. Here we are. So um, what we wanted to talk about in this podcast episode is actually first world problems. <laughs> we're supposed <laughs> to be together and discuss this, but uh, we're going to still discuss this topic, but remotely. So being um, Canadians and I think also us being foreigners, it kind of gives us a little bit of a different perspective on both sides of the coin. So you obviously have family members that may not be as as what's the word mm, i want to use the right term here <laughs> i don't want to be offensive <laughs> you may have you may you may have some family members that aren't so westernized um right. i know i do um and i tend to always kind of remember where i came from or where my family came from kind of keeps me rooted sometimes and even though like i say that i do have my moments where i do you know do yeah. the first world problems, right? Or I'm, I'm guilty of doing those first world problems. So do you agree? Do you think that being um, an immigrant uh, or coming from an immigrant family has something to do with how you respond to first world problems? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Even if we're using this as an example right now, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, my parents, uh, they, they, they fled Sri Lanka during a civil war. So mm-hmm. they're kind of used to this quarantine <laughs> quarantine life um, they're kind of used to curfews not now obviously but like so many years ago so yeah. when I complain to them like I'll be like oh like I'm bored like I want to get out of here like let me just let me just go for a walk and like I just need mm. to get out or stuff like that and they're just they'll just like they'll just laugh it off and be like you guys have no idea like this was our life from age one to 16 or so like this is all <laughs> we knew we were under curfew we were under lockdown all the time we had to look out for soldiers and bombs and stuff so it's like to them, they're kind of just like, it's different, but the same, right? So they're like, yeah, you have no idea. Yeah, it's so true. And so for me, like, I um, I spent 10 years of my life living in Africa, right? So in Zambia, but it was my youth. So from th- the age 3 to 13. And it kind of relates to what we're talking about with, like, the coronavirus. Like, in, in Africa, like, many countries in Africa, we have malaria to deal with. We have HIV. We have cholera. We have all these different, you know diseases that will kill you guaranteed i'm not down trying to downplay coronavirus or anything like that i'm not like obviously no disease should get more whatever you know what i mean the diseases hopefully they should not affect anybody's life in no matter where they live but um you know the malaria it's a mosquito that like there's mosquitoes everywhere right like even in canada we have mosquitoes but there if a certain mosquito bites you i think it's a fewer mosquito and it lays the parasite in your blood then you get malaria. And if you get malaria, (laughs) I know. And if you get malaria, you will die. Like you will die unless you get medical help, right? So unless you get um, your injections once you have malaria, or if you take like some anti-malaria pills before you go to Africa, you're going to be fine. But I'm just saying that (laughs) the death rate from malaria is really, really high. Um, And obviously we have many, many, many diseases and HIV and all that stuff that we we deal with in Africa. So these are things that, you know, people live their day-to-day life with and just say, oh, yeah, we look out for that. We use condoms to make sure you don't get HIV because HIV is high. (laughs) Yeah, we just, you know, when we get mosquito bites and not feel well, we go to the doctor and get, you know, injections for malaria or take pills or whatever. You know what I mean? The way of life is just like, yeah, it's fine. It's okay, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like if that life was 
like incorporated into like our Western society, I feel like it would like everybody would go nuts. You got to try and say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, yeah, I, I get it. And it's like you can't even. It, it, it's not to dismiss the importance of this virus right now, but it's like yeah, mm. like to be to come from somewhere where you have like so many things to worry about. It's like all right, just add it onto the list, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually have like a, a few a few friends back in Zambia and they're saying coronavirus like bro like this is nothing compared to the stuff that we have over here like are you kidding me yeah. <laughs> I, I can go outside and get bitten by a snake like or something could happen to me too like you know what I mean they have way bigger problems to worry about so I just thought it was funny when they say that but hey it's not a joke to talk about people's lives as well so just uh interesting you know yeah it's all about perspective and uh, we're not we're not laughing here to make fun of it but it's just like it's it's funny to see people's priorities and right. make 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 sense of their priorities now. You know, it's like oh shoot, like this. I was living so lucky this whole time, and like now right. I can't drive to the store and stuff like that. And it's like it, it shakes up their world, but it's like a friendly reminder to be like, you are part of the one percent to be able to even have that luxury on an everyday basis. Definitely, perspective matters, right? So. But yeah, talking about first world problems, it's kind of it's kind of interesting because like there are people right now that are actually generally suffering from the coronavirus. So economically speaking, there's a lot of people that do live paycheck to paycheck. And um, I know like Air Canada actually recently just laid off like is it five thousand employees because nobody's yeah. traveling, right? Um, nobody's traveling anywhere, and obviously for a good reason. And now people, like, I know the government's helping and stuff like that, but um, I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast earlier, and he was talking about in America, there's just so many people that live paycheck to paycheck. So this whole thing about, you know, people losing their jobs and stuff, like, they don't even know where they're going to get money from or, you know, how they're going to pay for certain bills or their children and all that stuff. So it's like a crazy, crazy time, right? Yeah. Um, and so now this is a real first world problem. <laughs> but yeah. the first world problems we're going to be talking about, though, were kind of like funny and just little things things that our millennial generation tends to get pissed off about and we talk of them as first world problems so yeah exactly it's nothing yeah. to this scale and obviously you wanted to keep it lighthearted and more understandable but i feel like this whole situation is bringing some of those to light you know what yeah. I mean? like even the things yeah. that we used to be able to make fun of um it, it, it really it really brings it to light so like i i know i'm I'm guilty <laughs> off the top of my head. I know I'm guilty of always complaining about the gym's hours. Like I'm, I'm always just like, man, the gym should just be 24 hours. Like it's, it, it just, it should be that. Like I want to be able to get in there and get out whenever I want, right? Right. Um, and you can kind of see what's going on with that now. Like everything's shut down. Um, and like just, just being able to get a workout in, I'm just like, oh man, like I appreciate my gym so much right now. <laughs> like yeah. And it, it's hilarious because. I mean, I shouldn't say it's it's hilarious, but it's just it's just something to think about because like a gym is something that people don't even have, right? Like that's something I right. should be thankful for, and I'm I'm, yeah. I'm realizing that now. Like, do you have anything like in your routine like that? My car. I remember before I used to um, have the car that I have now. Man, I had my fair share of car troubles, and I'm just like, oh, what the hell? I'm a car. I can't go see my friends, or I can't do this. And even though, like, at the end of the day, I had other ways of like getting to where I wanted to do to go. It really pissed me off when like there's something wrong with my car. Now I know, like, maybe it's not like that big of a first world problem because 
you know, it will cost me money to fix and stuff. But still, I just felt like I was kind of spoiled sometimes. It's like, I'm like, bro, like, I need this, like, my car, blah, 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 and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. car troubles, man. <laughs> car troubles for sure. I think, yeah, yeah, that, that one's always going to be common for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, one thing I will add to that list is the morning coffee. I don't know what your experience is with, like, coworkers or anything like that, but I've seen people get so heated about, like, their coffee order being wrong, and I'm like, dude, just, like, relax. It's just, <laughs> it's just hot water and beans. Like, it, yes, it sucks, and it's not how you wanted it, but, like, yeah. don't, like, I've had people, I used to work with this, uh, I used to work with, I'm not going <clears> to <throat> obviously say his name, but um, he was very, like, he had a set routine every morning. He'd come into work have a cup of coffee and have his like bagel spread some butter and like that was his thing every morning at work he would do it and like someone i guess messed up his coffee order in the drive-through lineup and he didn't get a chance to see that until he got to the office the coffee shop was close to his house which is like 30 minutes away this guy is at work at this point and he's like they mess up the order like i want to go back now and i'm like dude it's two dollars the coffee shop is like half an hour from here you're already at work i don't understand why this is, you know what i mean like stuff like that i'm just like why are you stressing about this like this woosa. like <laughs> that reminds me too of a story when i went to kfc oh you're a bad guy go kfc whatever i went to kfc <laughs> one time i didn't want to be the one to say it <laughs> i went to i just adjusting because whoever is listening to this or whatever would probably think the same thing but anyways i went to kfc one time and i remember it was like during the summer a few years ago and there was this one lady that was waiting for her food. It was a white lady. Um, and she was, like, so impatient. I, I mean, I don't know how long she was waiting. Who knows? Maybe it was 20 minutes or whatever. Um, but, like, they were super busy and they were understaffed, right? So I walked in and, like, yeah, it pisses me off, too. And, like, it's one of those first word problems, too. It's like, bro, I waited, like, 10 minutes for my food. Or I would, yeah, I mean, I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, you're complaining about not receiving food within 15 minutes. Like, what kind of world do we live in? You know what I mean? Yeah. So this one lady. longer than five she, minutes to battery. <laughs> I know. Do you know who I am? Like, I'm like, oh, my God. So this one lady, like, happened to confront, like, one of the people that was working in the back. So she didn't even talk to the cashier. She's like, excuse me, excuse me, because you, you know how, like, McDonald's and KFC are, you kind of see, like, people working in the back. So she calls one of the people up, and the guy comes up and says, like, yeah, hi, uh, how can I help you? And she's like, you know, I've been waiting, like, 20 minutes for my food, right? And then he's like, oh, I'm sorry, blah, 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 blah. She's like, you know, I have children at home that are hungry and want to eat their food right now. And he's like, okay, sorry, we're a little understaffed, but... We're trying our best to get the food ready and blah, blah, blah. She's like, where's your manager? I want to talk to your manager. And she's like, guys, like, oh, sorry, the manager is not here. And she's like, oh, my God. Like, what the hell? Like, can you guys just not do this faster? And I was like, who are you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's like, other customers here, too, that are waiting. Like, do you have to react this way? Like, it's so unnecessary. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you also complaining to this person uh, is taking away from his time. Like, you're spending minutes talking to him, rattling him. Meanwhile, he could be out there making your food or doing something else productive in order to get the other customers their food, too. I don't know. I just didn't get it at all, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like the time that you're spending yelling at this guy, he could be making your food right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, let him go. Let yeah. him do his job. Um, and also, just on that, like, where she said, I have kids who are hungry at home. It's like, maybe feed them something better than McDonald's. <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. 
No, Don't get me true. wrong, I have my cravings too, but like, come on. Don't complain that you can't feed your kids McDonald's. Like, what? Yeah, man. It's like, and, and you, I think you see this like every single day, you know? Like, it's um, some of the examples that I've, I've seen or I've read about, like, self or slow internet right so people complain about like oh my internet's like so slow and like it may not be as slow maybe like a youtube page isn't like loading within you know and like yeah. within seconds and people get pissed off or uh you know their data being slow on their phone or you know many many different things you can go down the list of all these different first world problems that we encounter on a day-to-day basis yeah the internet one is huge right now especially because everyone's at home and just like throttling the wi-fi because everyone's just has nothing to do just binge watching netflix and stuff so i'm sure they're getting a lot of complaints like hey we have wi-fi issues we have this whatever that and it's like just be happy you have wi-fi like yeah no even stuff like water i was like i don't know when you were when when i was talking about the list of first world problems i was thinking about like the water that we have um here that's really available and like we don't even think about how like some areas of the world just like lack water you know what i mean Like, it's just, like, we just take it for granted that, like, oh, I can just run the tap and just, like, I could probably even drink the water coming on my tap. Like, that's how clean it is. Meanwhile, in certain places around the world, like, people need drinking water just to survive. Like, it's kind of nuts, you know? Yeah, yeah. Unpopular opinion. I actually do drink from the tap at home. I don't know if people do that. Like, is 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 that weird? I used to do that, but then my family um, got a Brita filter, and we use that now. Um, and we try to like use less water bottles and stuff, but it's a transition. But I'm with you on the on that though. Like drinking tap water is totally fine here. Yeah, yeah. I, I've had people looking at me weird, and I'm just like, it's the same water, dude. Like, I'm, <laughs> it's it's all the same shit. So like, don't yeah. don't look at me weird. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, but I just find it interesting, though. So, like, some people will have um, those first world problems, like, that we discussed. Like, and then they'll flip the switch, though, and, like, be super, super, like, critical of, like, certain things. So, for example, like, you could have one person that, like, you know, has those first world traits that we, problem traits that we talked about. But then they're, like, super into the environment. You know what I mean? They're, like, oh, my God, like, never litter or, like, recycle or, like, blah, blah, blah. But then, like, they're going to complain about, like their TV is not big enough and their mom needs to shut up. And you know what I mean? Like, I'm like <laughs> to me, it makes, like, it, it's so strange, like, the connection. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. here you are saying that, like, oh, we need to take care of the world and make it a better place for the next generation and stuff. But then you're here complaining about, like, your Gucci belt. I, I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, can you think of an example? But you, you yeah, know what I'm trying yeah, to say? I'm not- yeah, yeah I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. It's like, don't pick and choose, right? Like, you can't, you can't yeah. pick and choose like that. It has to yeah. be all-encompassing. Yeah. And I, I just find it, like, super strange. Like, I'm not perfect when it comes to this. I'm probably guilty of doing these same things as well. Like, this is a society that we live in, but I just thought it was something that I wanted to point out. <clears throat> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. And, like, I think just with the whole current situation and everything, a lot of those things are popping up. You know what I mean? Like, especially the clip love the fights of the stores over toilet paper i was like first of all why do you need that much toilet paper <laughs> like i don't understand it's so true and i'm like honestly you can <laughs> you can clean your ass other ways I'm not gonna lie right? like it's like <laughs> i'm like yes it's mean maybe toilet paper is the most sanitary way to go but like guys at the end of the day if like 
all the toilet paper ran out in the world, you would still survive. You would not die. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so yeah. it's like the least of the things that you need to worry about. You need yeah. to get more food and stuff, but I guess toilet paper, I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, guys, like, I don't know, use water, hop in the shower. Like, there was <laughs> there was a Navy SEAL who came on to the Joe Rogan experience, and he was talking about this, and he was like, dude, during training, like, sometimes I had to wipe my ass with, like, gravel. I don't know how he did that. But I was like, you have options. Like, stop fighting every toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, I feel like gravel would be, like, not the most sanitary thing to do. It's germs, dirt, and stuff. It's like, eh, I don't know if that's smart. <laughs> I don't even know why he did that. I was like, if you can find gravel, I'm sure you can find leaves or something. But whatever. You're, yeah. you're a Navy SEAL. I can't say nothing to you. Yeah. And also, I think, I don't know. I Maybe you can tell me what you think about this. The concept of camping to me is kind of funny, right? Because um, growing up in in Zambia, um, camping is not a thing. And maybe it is now, but I I highly doubt it is. Um, but when I came to Canada, people would be like, oh, do you want to go camping? Do you want to do this? And I was like, wait, what? Like, people want to, like, leave the luxury of their home and go out in the wilderness <laughs> and, like, be in a tent and not use, like, gadgets and... I was like, why? Like, I to me, the concept didn't make any sense. Like, why would somebody want to do that? You know, mm-hmm. like you're you're deliberately um, taking away your quality of life to diminish it and just to live in the wilderness. And to me, I get it now. I've done gone camping and it's fun and it's exciting to be around the campfire and it's very um, uniting and like you know you come together as a group and it's fun and like you kind of you know live like whatever. I kind of get it now. But at the time, it was kind of hard for me to understand why people enjoy doing that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely get it. It's, um, I think it's it's a testament to how far we've been removed from nature and from, like, the food chain. You know what I mean? It's like, right. we're so kind of, uh, I'll say civilized, <laughs> but we're so, like, into our society now where it's just, like, we don't have that connection anymore. So camping is like, whoa there's a forest like there are animals <laughs> like we can sleep wow. out here like uh, yeah <laughs> so definitely and i think a lot of um developing countries will look at it and be like what are you doing you're leaving your home like you have a home you know what i mean and it's like yeah so i i think it's a i think it's a that would definitely be one of the top first world problems and then they took that to the next level because now there's glamping and i was like that doesn't even count dude it's a glorified hotel. What is glamping? I don't know what what is that. Clamping is essentially like a luxurious tent. So imagine like, yeah, imagine all of basically like instead of a sleeping bag, you would have like some kind of cot or something. Um, you have some sort of electronic source. Yeah, like yeah. It, it's just a glamorous camping. So mm-hmm. it's called glamping. Got it. So it's Got like it. okay. So now you just have an outdoor home essentially right it's not camping so yeah it's it's yeah. that's a huge first world problem that like i uh, my parents don't understand it they're just like you want to go to the woods like what <laughs> my parents too they're like wait what like i remember now they're more accepting me they're like okay i get it and stuff but at, at first they're like i don't understand why you'd want to do that you know yeah at <laughs> first now, like we'll just send you back home instead if you want yeah to <laughs> like if you want like, you just go live in africa and like you can camp every single day like you know yeah, so yeah yeah super interesting but um yeah i was going to talk about a camping story but i don't want to go off topic you want me to share the story or not <laughs> yeah let's hear it let's hear it you brought it up you gotta hear it now yeah um 
I remember I went um, camping, or not, what do you call it, caving, um, oh, and cool. for people that, I don't know if you know what caving is, like, when you go um, into, there's suddenly like, a cave, like, where you think Batman, you walk into a cave and stuff, like, I forget, I think it was Rattlesnake Point, um, which is, like, North Burlington and stuff, anyways, we went on a school trip, and I remember, you know, these little, like, uh, under the ground, there were these little cracks and stuff where you could like go in between and it was called caving. And so you can go like down in and you're kind of like walking in little cracks in the ground and like you kind of have to slide your way through and stuff. And so our high school teacher actually was told not to let our students do this. Like the school said, hey, no one's allowed to go caving because it's dangerous. Somebody can get hurt and whatever, right. bad things can happen. But our gym teacher was pretty cool and said, hey guys, I want you to guys have fun. But, like, please, please be safe. You're not allowed to do this. And do not tell the school that, like, you guys did this because then I'm going to get in trouble. So I was like, okay, cool. So <laughs> I remember that guy. Shout out to my teacher. And I remember, uh, I don't even know how this happened, but we went caving and then everybody was able to go through the cave. And um, it was my turn to go through. And, like, I kind of started walking. And then, like, I don't know if I got scared or claustrophobic, but something happened. I was like, you know what? I can't continue going through this cave. I got to go back. So I went back, right? And I went back and started to get dark. And I started just screaming for somebody to come help me. And I'm like, hey, somebody help me. I'm stuck here. Oh, like, I need to get out. Like, I know eventually somebody would have found me and said, like, hey, where's Asher? Asher is missing and stuff, right? So I kept screaming and yelling. And I'm, like, down in this little cave by myself. And I'm um, waiting for somebody to come get me, like a teacher or somebody. But then luckily, one of this, uh, one of the girls who was in my class happened to walk by. She saw me in there in the cave stuck. And she's like, I sure is that you? And I'm like, yeah, I need, I need help. I need to get out of here. I can't help myself. So she oh, threw like a stick. to climb on. And she grabbed my hand and, and she pulled me out. I'm like, yo, thank you very much. I feel like you saved my life and stuff. She's like, yeah, don't worry about it. So... Ah, me and camping, I'm not the biggest fan of it, man. <laughs> yeah, man, that could have ended really bad. Yeah, yeah, so... Do you have, like, yeah. do you have claustrophobia or anything? Like, were you, like, did you feel like you were caught in there or something like that? Or, like, were you just... I don't know. I can't remember. This was maybe, like, um, 12 years ago. I feel yeah. like I wouldn't be claustrophobic now in the same situation. Maybe just being a little bitch <laughs> uh, <laughs> during the situation, but... I just couldn't do it at the time. And I remember this one guy. Oh, my God. I can't believe he said this. I'm not going to say any names. But <laughs> there was one girl in my high school that had big boobs, right? Um, and she was able to go through the cave. No problem. Like, tight spaces, right? This one kid, once everybody's done caving, he sees her, like, you know, on the other side of the cave. And <laughs> he goes up to her and he asks her, hey, um, how are you able to go through the cave with your big boobs? And I was like, oh, my God, no. Oh, my God, no. I cannot believe that kid just said that. That know? kid missed anatomy class, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I don't know. I guess I just did. And then she walked away. Super awkward moment. I was yeah. like, yikes. Some people, they just don't know how to interact, you know? <laughs> Common sense is not so common, right? Yeah, we're learning yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, that is that is awkward as hell. But man, that's that actually sounds really cool. I would love to go caving. It's 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 I get easily claustrophobic in like tight enclosed spaces, so I know it'll bug me a bit. But um, mm. I'm also the type to want to like push myself through those feelings. So like I would I would I would try it. I would try it for sure. Right. 
Here's a question for you. I don't know. It might be a little too deep because they're not experts. So based on like the first word problems um, that we spoke of, do you think that some of the sadness or some of the not depression because I know depression is a mental it's a mental illness right but some of the things that we complain about in society is it just something that can be fixed by perspective you know what I mean like what I'm trying to say is that if I knew how privileged I was to be in the position that I'm in would I be living my day differently day to day knowing how good I have it you know what I'm saying 100% I think so Yes, I think like nine out of ten people would feel that way, um, and I think that's why you have so many stories of like people who go abroad during school or like once they graduate they do like backpacking and they come back and they're like, oh my god, it was such a life changing experience, right? Mm-hmm. People forget like how easily your perspective is um, your, your your perspective is closed to your surrounding area, right? Um, I think right. a lot of people like there's Sorry. so many. No, but just there are so many. My screen um, just turned off all of a sudden. I still see you. Sorry, continue. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, there's so many like there's so many sayings, um, and I don't know how much how much truth there is to this, but I'm sure there's um, like I don't know how much there's science to this, but I'm sure there's like a foundation to this understanding. Like you are an average of like the six people around you and stuff like that, like the six personalities around you, because those are the people that you're most often with. So like it kind of changes the way you think and the way you act to kind of accommodate that circle. So in that same function, I feel like your surroundings, your environment are always going to have an effect on you. Um, so if you're always in one place, that's all you ever know, right? Mm-hmm. And that's all you can find things to complain about. But if you're someone who grew up in like Hollywood Hills and you get a chance to go out to like, I don't know, I'll say Sri Lanka, and see like the villages where my parents grew up, it's kind of just like, that's humbling to the point mm. where it's like, you can't even come back and complain about your Gucci slides being sold out. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. it's like, dude, I'm sorry. Like that person can't even afford shoes and you're worried yeah. about like $5,000 shoes that are out of stock. Like, so I think perspective is key. Um, so a lot of people will have that kind of realization when they get a chance to go out abroad and I'm really I, I'm always trying to find like the positive in everything I'm sure the situation is shit like COVID-19 situation is shit but I always try to find that silver lining and I feel like one thing that will come out of this is people will understand for the most part people will understand how lucky and privileged we are to be able to be in a home and protect ourselves from this virus and mm-hmm. complain about it um, mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that kind of carries over into once this all kind of cools down and blows over. I'm hoping those sentiments are able to like carry over um, into people's personalities and everyday lives moving mm-hmm. forward, so they can actually kind of rein in their egos and rein in those those tendencies to complain about the smallest things, um, because the situation will help put a light on that. You know, so yeah, I definitely think um, if if we get uh, something to blow our perspective out of place, we'll We'll have a way to be like, damn, I'm complaining about nothing. And I'm hoping this is one of those things. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you 100% that I couldn't even say it any better myself. I think you you explained it quite well. Um, and no, yeah, I'm man, like too into it, passionate about it. <laughs> no, 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 that, that's perfect. That's like, I, 
I think you nailed everything. I was going to add to that response just talking about, you know, my personal travels, but I already talked about it um, already. And even just like um, language, for example, right? Like the fact that we can speak English, like to me, is just like so like, it's such a huge, 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 huge. I can even explain how like huge it is for us. A huge advantage that you have in the world that you live in today. The fact that you don't have to learn this, the fact that you just grew up in a culture or in a country or whatever in which that language is the first language that you speak, great. Like you can communicate yeah. with like 90% of the world. You know what I mean? And yeah. people like every day, not every day, but a lot of people go to school for this for many, many years of their life just to be able to communicate. And they understand that having the English language will broaden their opportunities and, you know, give them a better life than the current life that they have right now. So it's insane. Like when you yeah. like just think about that one thing, just like just English itself is, you know, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. That's really cool. I love I love that you put that up because I didn't even I didn't even think of that because it because I thought of it from the other perspective to be like, hey, what if I actually grew up in a different country where they didn't speak English and I had to make my way here just to learn this just so I can kind of enter the market, you know, like enter 80 percent of the world market to be like, hey, yeah. whether that's business or trade or anything. Um, to be able yeah. to communicate with people is like, wow, like I, I could have, that would have been just like a five year process on its own, which I kind of yeah. got from growing up, you know, like those are things yeah. you don't even have to worry about. Yeah. I and know. I think um, like, especially, and I, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to tie everything back to the situation a little bit. Um, but like, even with um, like how the, the virus obviously originated from China, um, a lot of people are kind of looking towards there to understand like what they're doing and kind of how how they're kind of how they're kind of coping with this. If we can see if we can learn anything from them, right? The more we pay attention to their society, we're kind of understanding how like wow, this is, like we knew it was different, but this is totally different, like so different from what we're used to here. Because mm-hmm. like obviously they have a communist system there, so it's like wow, like I don't even can't even imagine like growing up like that. Yeah, and going back to tying it back to the first world problems, like you said, so um, I think, you know, like they've said like that it came from these wet markets in, in China, right? And now the kind of the problem is, is that this is what these people do to survive. They're not people that like have money and just decide to eat these certain things. Some of these people are in major poverty and they're selling these animals or buying these these cheap foods in order for them to survive pretty much. And then here we are eating caviar, not caviar, but you know what I mean? Eating our chicken breasts, eating whatever it is that we want, and telling them, you mother, you, you must stop eating that. It's like, yeah, at the end of the yeah. day, like if maybe, I'm not, I'm not an expert in this, but I'm just thinking to myself, if they didn't have that option, maybe they wouldn't have any food to eat. You know what I mean? So maybe that's where the government steps in and then does something to help those type of people so that these viruses don't continue to break out. But Again, it's just like kind of like perspective. It's just like, bro, imagine if you were in their shoes, living their life, what would you do kind of thing, right? So Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and if you go back to the beginning where you're talking about people who kind of complain about one thing, but they'll do another thing, mm-hmm. the, the, the food market, the meat market, um, or the meat industry, however you want to look at it, they face a lot of flack for that because it's like we have like vegans, and I'm not singling anyone out, but I'm just using examples here. We have vegans. And, and different types of groups who are trying to stop that. You know what I mean? But it's like, you don't understand that like how 
you don't understand that mentality at all because you're handed like chicken and meat and fish and stuff in the stores. Mm-hmm. Like you just show up and it's, it's rolling in. In some parts of the yeah. world, people have to go out there. You got to hunt. Like you eat what you kill. So if you can't catch something, you're yeah. screwed for the day. You know, yeah. so it's like how you can't complain about one thing without understanding the full logistics. It's like, okay, fine. We'll, we'll shut that everything down. We'll shut down the meat industry. How are you going to go about this? You know, so it's like yeah. you can't make fun of their market without understanding the reasons for all those things so i like that you pointed that out yeah man i also think about like other first world problems so for me i've always been a person that hates wasting food like i i I don't know maybe it's because my parents instilled that in my head they're like never waste food maybe that's why i'm as big as i am today (laughs) Um, i always make sure i finish my food (laughs) it's just something that like i've always been doing since i've been told as a child like always finish your food even if like the food doesn't taste that great like it's just out of respect for the person that made the food for me unless it's i made it myself and taste so bad i'm like no i can't eat it i'll throw it out but for any other scenario i always finish my food unless i pack it and like save it for another day um and I don't know, it just bothers me when I see people like wasting food. They're like, oh no, and then they just like scrap it all. And I'm like, I'm like, bro, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, to me, like it, it just messes with my head. Or even mm-hmm. in restaurants too. Like the way some of these people just like complain, like when they get a certain type of food, they either like, oh, my food's cold, or oh, I don't like this. Can I try something? You know what I mean? That attitude, I'm just like, oh, it just makes my skin crawl. Like when people do stuff like that, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, I'm, what, with, what you you think about that? I'm yeah. with you on the food wasting because like that's something that our parents kind of instilled in us too to be like this is hard-earned money that you're using to buy these things mm-hmm. like this isn't just it's not falling in the cupboard on its own or in the fridge yeah. on its own like we're working we're grinding and then we're getting that money and buying it right so like you got to understand that and they kind of drill that in our head um so with the restaurants 100 like especially when i want to say it's almost like a it's not like bougie it's not like a classy thing but it's, it's almost like a like a, a standard thing to be like mm-hmm. some people find it weird like i have a lot of friends who find it weird to leave a restaurant like a sit-down restaurant like i'm not talking fast food but like let's say the keg or something with a box because they're like i don't know i just look weird like if, if i can't finish it let's just toss it why would i, take I it home? hate people that do that right? I'm, like, I'm like bro like you want me to slap you like what are you talking about that makes no sense Right? You know? <laughs> I'm like, you already overpaid for this dish. Like, you bought a $5 burger for, like, 25 And then you're going to toss it out because you feel weird. Like, you look, like, you think you're going to look a different way if people see you with a takeout bag. Like, no, nah, man, you paid for that. It's someone worked to make that. Like, let's, you know, let's save it, eat it for later or something. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And I always go back. Um, I'm not sure if this is, like, a, a Sri Lankan story or if it's just, like, a brown story in general but my parents used to tell me the story when i was a kid um about a poet who used to eat and every time he sat down to eat and obviously um back home in the day they just they always eat rice um mm. when he always used to eat he used to have he'll have his plate of rice or whatever and then beside it he'll have like a small bowl of water and i'll have a needle and the idea behind that was once he was done eating all the like stray grains of rice that fell off the plate or around him he'd use a needle pick it up clean it in the water and then eat those too because he was like i can't waste anything so like the, the stories like that just kind of stuck to me you know what i mean mm. so it's like i can't even fathom tossing away a juicy piece of burger just because you feel weird like walking out with it yeah man i don't get it i don't get it. especially 
I mean, there's exceptions. Like, maybe the food was burnt in one section or, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's places time and I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, that kind of makes sense why you, you didn't take it home or you didn't finish it or whatever. But, like, if you're just doing it because it looks weird when you walk out of the restaurant, I'm like, dude, who cares? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? Uh, I don't know. Boy, my a... blood thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to say? I have a, I have a question for you, and um, I, I know we're going a bit longer than usual, but like I I, I really like the discussion that we're getting out of this, so I, I want to get your thoughts on this. But um, one aspect of kind of first world problems and something that I've noticed is information versus knowledge, and I feel like we can actually make a whole podcast episode out of this. But I'll shoot a question at you here. I feel like with the rise of technology, um, with the internet, and with all the accessibility that we get with that mostly in the Western world um, and in developed countries, we seem to kind of, we seem to kind of confuse knowledge for information. You know what I mean? So like Mm -hmm. I can hop on my phone and Wikipedia, anything that you ask me right now, Mm -hmm. because I can just in a a minute, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and you won't even know it. I can just have my phone down here talking to you being like, Hey, yeah, yeah. I know all these things. I know all these things. And that has the illusion of me being smart, Mm -hmm. but I'm really not. Right, I'm just looking stuff mm-hmm. up. I have the accessibility too, so mm-hmm. I like. What do you? What are your thoughts on that? Because I find a lot of people who come from developing countries who don't have those luxuries, they mm-hmm. understand that information is not knowledge. Like it's mm-hmm. one thing to be able to access it, and the one thing to be able to understand it. And I feel like there's a huge issue in the world from this, and that's just all comes down to the fact that like we just have everything accessible in our hands, and we think we're gods now. Yeah. Um... It's funny you brought that up because I remember my parents used to tell me stories like, do you know back in the day when I used to go to school, there was no internet. I had to go to the library. I had to look up in the encyclopedia or certain books to find the information that I was looking for, blah, blah, blah. Like you couldn't have these conversations where it's just like, bro, what year did uh, the Miami Heat win the championship? You know what I mean? Like you could just yeah. like look that up. Like, oh yeah, let me check. Oh yeah, it's 2013. But we yeah. could just be arguing and like one of us could be wrong and we'll never know. You know what I mean? Like exactly. there's one of those things exactly. where like, it just having like the power of like looking up anything on your phone, like that's the information you're talking about, right? Then the knowledge comes in for obviously the people that like have had experiences in life that have learned certain things, right? That um, have studied and whatever. Um, so they have certain knowledges and like knowledges, <laughs> they have certain knowledge. <laughs> and the same thing in when we go to school, like we have certain knowledge and certain topics based on what we studied in our life experiences. But I think with technology, I think less people in the future are going to like have, there's going to be more IT helping people than people are going to have to know less is what I'm trying to say. Um, Especially even when going back to the whole language thing with English. um, I remember there's apps out there that like do uh, language translation. So I was in a taxi one time in Korea and then there was this Korean man that was driving me um, wherever I was going and he had his Samsung phone just like me. And he had this app called PapaGo, right? And this app, it's like literally can translate like a conversation that you and I are having right now. He would say something in the phone in Korean, and then like it's like Korean to English, and then like English to Korean, just conversation, just like yeah. a Skype call, whatever. So he would say something in Korean and translate it to me in English. I'm like, oh, I understand. Then I just say something in English, and then it translates to Korean, and it's like, oh, he understands, or whatever. And like here we are. And we both don't know each other's language, but we're being we're able to communicate with each other based on uh, the IT, the information technology that we have in front of us. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. to me, like that's really really cool. Like it, it having the 
the IT is bringing and opening opportunities for people. So I don't know. I think like the balance, I think people should know a lot of things because in your day-to-day -day life, like you should know some shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> but at <laughs> the same so. time, technology, yeah, at the same time, technology is taking us places where we never thought we could be. But I also think it's also in human nature to just want to learn something or do something. So there will always be people that are trying to gain knowledge. So for sure. Yeah. But I think we should wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. We've been we, we've we been on this for, for a while. Yeah. Um and I think we do you want to talk about that more, the knowledge versus information in the next podcast? Or do you want to move on to a different I, topic or I, I definitely think we can uh we can make that more of a conversation um into, into a whole into a whole podcast. So yeah, that, that's an idea we'll have maybe not for the next one, maybe the one after, but we'll 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 slide, we'll park that aside. Um sounds anyways. good. All right. We'll leave it open-ended then for the next one. For sure. Yeah. Um, for the viewers, thank you for always watching and following and supporting us. Uh, let us know if uh, if you guys have the same experiences with us with the first world problems and let us know if you forgot everything, forgot anything, sorry. Uh, I'm sure we there's a whole list of things that I see on a daily basis that we haven't talked about, but um, let us know what kind of things that you guys see on a regular basis that kind of makes your blood boil like Asher's. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my my blood's on, on permanently high, just <laughs> high blood pressure. <laughs> I love that. I love oh, it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Ooh. We'll see you in the next one. Oh, it's it's all good. Cheers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, guys. See you later. Thanks so much. Take care, guys, and stay safe out there.